Ricky, 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 Ricky. That was, up, that was I like. I actually like that. Like short, like energetic. You know, come in that way. Yeah. I, I mean, I was thinking like, man, I don't want to give away anything else that I might do later on. I'll do that for you right now. Got to keep a couple surprises in the bag. Right, right. Like for good yeah. day. Like, like today, I'm like super, super amped because like yesterday was so good. I don't even know if you can really hear it in my voice yet because I still talk super fast. But my braces are gone. I got them off yesterday. Oh yeah, congratulations! Bud. I don't have braces anymore. <laughs> I sound like a high schooler now instead of a middle schooler. Yeah, yeah. yeah I still I mean, talk fast though. You're like four years away from college. You're going to really start to come into your own. Um, this is a coming of age moment for you, dude. I'm yeah. really, really happy for you. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get some whiskers in and I might start shaving yeah, soon. Yeah, right. And if you uh, don't shave, it'll come in fuller. Let it just grow in. You know? <laughs> okay. Uh, sounds good. Um, maybe, my, maybe my mom and dad will let me get some contacts. Fingers so, crossed, man. Fingers stop crossed. Glasses. Uh, cool. Dude, I, um, I got to tell you, like yesterday was like seriously one of the best days ever. One, got braces off. Two, DJ Shark finally reposted. Oh, nice. Finally. Because I'm, I'm like walking home and I'm like got a little pep in my step. And like, I'm just I'm like, oh, wow. I, for, I forgot. I said that I was going to buy tickets to um, the raffle for Shark Academy because they're doing a raffle. It's a $10 raffle. Um, if you win, you get uh, tickets to uh, Panthers Saints on December 10th. Um, oh, hell so, yeah. Yeah, so I bought tickets, um, and uh, he reposted. He reposted, and I was like, because I don't know if you saw uh, maybe last week where I was like, DJ, if you repost me, I'm getting a jersey and I'm printing the receipt and I'm pasting yeah. the receipt. So I got my DJ Chark uh, Process Blue coming. Um, oh, I'm glad you got the Process Blue too. Yeah, August uh, August twenty second. It should be coming. The only reason I had to get Process Blue is because my other Process Blue was – no, it wasn't Process Blue, but my other blue was um, uh, Brian Burns, 53. Yeah, and, and now that's Deion Jones, so – Yeah. Yeah. There you go, though. You could always just throw a little bit of tape on the back and say Jones, and now you got a Deion Jones jersey just in yeah. case he you know, gets a little bit of significant play. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I'm trying to think Hedging if I have – Hedging your bets a little bit. I'm trying to think if I have like a, like a 10 or a 20 jersey where I could just – like put the tape over like black tape over the one and put burned right there. Seven <laughs> zero. Yeah. But, uh, but you bought, did you buy tickets? I did. Yeah. I got, I got some of the raffle tickets as well. Oh, sweet. Um, let's see. What did I do? I can't remember exactly how many I bought, but I did. Um, she confirmed today that, that she got the payment. Yep. Yeah. I need to, so, I need so to check I'm in, in man. And I, and you know, if we could get anyone else to donate and, and buy some of those tickets, I yeah. think that the game, it's the game down in New Orleans, too, it's right? It's in New Orleans, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that would be a hell of a fun trip, too. You know, oh. go down there. I think Roaring Riot might be down there for that game. Oh, yeah, um, they go to all the games, I think. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun, though, to be there for that one. Yeah, I uh, I went to New Orleans for my birthday um, for Panther Saints two or three years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was right before the pandemic um, I went, and... Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to back in New Orleans. <laughs> well, then maybe maybe what we do is that if one of us wins the tickets, maybe we raffle them off to a listener. Yeah, maybe no. We'll have like an Easter egg thing on one of the episodes. And if somebody picks it up, then first person yeah. to comment, get the tickets and go down there. Yeah, I absolutely can't go this year because it's on the 10th and my baby's due um, December 8th. So I won't be able to go anyway. So that's Probably a good idea. Probably frowned upon if you leave like right around the due date, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think that that's the best plan of attack. <laughs> yeah, get uh, get uh, my mother in law down. Like, you got this right. <laughs> um, I guess it's up, not down. 
So, got a repost. Got my jersey coming. Got my braces off. Got so I, I don't know how it, how you are with like nostalgia, but um, I love Bush Light, and I don't know if it's from college. I don't know if it's from what. Also, miss me with the whole uh, Anheuser Busch, whatever. Don't care. I'm going to still drink my Bush Light. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, but uh, I love Bush Light, but they never have it in in New York. I, I can't find it anywhere, which hmm. is kind of odd because I see Natural Light. Milwaukee's best. Like I see like all like the stuff you would find at, you know, College Town, Keystone. My store just started selling 12 packs of Bush Light. Man, and I was you like, have had a major, major week. I, this is a week. This is a day. This is all in the same day. Feels and like they, a week. You got a week's worth of good stuff in one day. And then, and then to wrap it all off, uh, all up, because I do another uh, pod called Fanatics, which mm-hmm. you've been always like a crossover that we did. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I'm doing a 32 day countdown with all 32 teams. So nice. I, I, I do my own like power. I've already done my whole, um, uh, wins loss record for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do like a power ranking countdown kind of thing. And, uh, yesterday I got to talk about how bad the saints are. So I know you've been waiting to do that too. <sighs> so I actually didn't have this planned, and this is just like a little teaser because I'm not going to get into the entire reason that the saints are bad, but they're bad, but, but it's, it's really funny. So, uh, I was going down like last year's schedule and, uh, the, the first eight games, the saints allow 26 points, 20 points, 22 points, 28 points, 32 points, 30 points and 42 points. So nobody under 20. And so game eight, they shut a team out. Guess what team they shut out? Uh, Derek Carr's Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. <laughs> they saw this dude now he's a savior in person there. how bad yeah. this guy is. They saw him in person. All these other quarterbacks. Freaking Baker Mayfield scored uh, 22 against him. <laughs> like, <laughs> Kyler put up 42. I like uh, Kirk Cousins put up 28. Like, um, Marcus Mariota put up 26. And Derek Oof. Carr, they saw in person that with Devonta Adams and with Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller was still playing in that point. Renfro was on the field, put up zero points. And they're like, yeah, Yikes. that's going to be our savior. This guy's going to be our savior. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's reason for optimism for Panthers fans, at least, right? <laughs> I don't care about, I'm, I'm not worried about the Saints this year at all. They are not on my, I, I think we, we, we do exactly what we did last year and we sweep them. And uh, I think they're really, really bad. But, you know, just being – I think it was going to be my longest one because I, I think it's around 30 minutes, which most of them are like 15 to 20. It's because you have so much venom for them. Oh, <laughs> man. I, but, yeah. So I, I wanted to make sure that I was like coming with data and not mm-hmm. just being like a homer or like a Saints hater or like mm-hmm. anything like that. They're pretty bad. They're, and and I actually just watched on uh, uh, The Herd, uh, Jason McIntyre was talking about how good they are again. And Colin Coward was like, yeah, I'm starting to come around on the Saints. Coming around on what? What's mm. ha- Jimmy Graham signing is making you come around? <laughs> hey, look, if, if J-Mac is saying that he supports it, then that's even more reason to go against that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just me personally. Sorry. Oh, J-Mac man. is like the real life version of that Dov Kleinman idiot on Twitter. Yeah. Like, he's, he's a talking head. There's no substance behind it. Man, but, oh, God, yesterday was such a good day, and I'm still riding that high. 
Um, yeah, what are you going to do now, though? Because every single day going forward is just going to be gray. Yeah, like yeah. this. This was your colorful day, man. Life is just going to be bland until you have that baby. You're yeah. going to have to really find some filler here until December, oh, man. Was it was also awful because I actually had a lot of energy uh, yesterday because on Tuesday I was like fighting off something really, really like a bug, um, mm-hmm. and I felt like kind of like crappy. But I think since my body was working so hard to fight that bug off. Wednesday, I slept like all day long. Like yeah. literally, didn't wake up and or get out of bed until like eight p.m. It's like that sickness hibernation for twenty four hours. Yeah. yeah, but then after, then after, when I got up, I was just fully energized because I had so much. Uh, uh, I just slept for so long. Um, so not only what did all this happen, but I just ha- I was just so pumped up on everything else. Oh man, but big day, but. but Enough about me. Keep always talking about me. I like myself, I guess, a lot. How are you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm good. Um, since you went to Fan we, Fest. Yeah, yeah. Since we last talked, we had Fan Fest on Wednesday night. That was awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, they put on a great show, man. Like, practice was cool. I, I've been training camp, so, like, I knew what to expect with practice. Um, but it was really well run. They had some Panthers legends in there doing interviews. Um, at the end of it, they had a really cool light show and fireworks show with a bunch of music. They gave out bracelets at each seat that lit up and like um, oh yeah change patterns and lights like according to the songs and the laser show and all that i took my kid man he's five it was his first time to bank of america stadium and he absolutely lost his shit we went with my sister and my mom so he got to go with his aunt and his mimi yeah man he just lost it dude he had such a good time he housed like four chicken supremes it was the first (laughs) time meeting bojangles he ate a whole bowl of mac and cheese yeah dude he lived it up ate a box of skittles Kid was up until eleven thirty, and then crashed. You talk about being tired for a full day, man. He was just fucking oh man, <laughs> oh man. But it was that... great, man. We fun time. Um, I had an article for Cat Crave come out that morning, um, so I, I got to do a, a little bit of conversating on Twitter with, you know, takes on what we were talking about. It was a couple of players that I think absolutely have to make the roster, um, guys that probably could even been on the cut line a mm-hmm. little bit previous, you know, in conversations. You talk about. Marquand McCall, Raheem Blackshear, and Keith Taylor Jr. are the three guys that I touched on. So if you haven't read that article, go to Cat Crave. Check it out. Um, it's a good one. It's, it's the players that I do feel strongly about having an impact on this 2023 season. Nice, um, yeah. So, yeah, man, everything is good with me. I, I've been busy, um, not sick, not getting braces <laughs> off, but not having as great of a run as you, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You, but you're totally right. Like, like I guess I got to make this high last as long as possible. Yeah, man. Uh, Ride that great. pink cloud. Yeah, we're going into the weekend though, and it's like, you know, who knows? I'm, I'm like, my buddy's birthday is tomorrow, so we're gonna go to Chinatown and hang out for that. We got nice. a Harry Potter Yankee game uh, happening Love on uh, Sunday if, if we decide to do that. Um, hopefully, we get a pod in there somewhere, uh, which yep. you know I definitely love. And then I'm yeah, I'm, I'm continuing to record this stuff 30, 32 in thirty two, which is which is a lot of fun because I, as much as I love talking Panthers, I yeah. kind of want to talk about other teams too, and I like talking what I really really like talking about. Like I talked about the Houston Texans last night. Like I I like kind of these teams that nobody's really talking about because um, that's another team that. Um, so a big reason why I hate the Saints this year is because they already had a terrible uh, run defense, not terrible, but like middle of the pack, and they gut it for Derek Carr. Like they like lose uh, um, Davenport, uh, Ennis, um, uh, Shai Tuttle, um, mm-hmm. and like not only do they lose them, but they lose them against uh, division rivals. Right, which you never want to do. Um, so they pro football focus has them as like the 29th worst defensive line, which 
hashtag ain't good. And then right. they get, and then they get, um, they had to play, <laughs> they had to play Tennessee the first game of the season. So <laughs> their terrible rushing defense got to go against. They tend to run the ball often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they got a guy. Um, I think he's going to have a big year. He's named Derek Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty solid gotta, guy, man. He's flying under the radar, but he can really run the football. And then they got to come to Carolina, but they, they play, uh, uh, at Tennessee or at uh, Houston in that stretch. And I'm like, they don't want any of the thing. They don't want any of Houston either. Like right. that, that team is, a. Uh, I mean, they got Shaq Mason um, from the, from the Bucks, and we don't need to talk about Texans Panthers podcast. But uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, so I, what I, are we doing on this yeah, one? Today? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I got on a little ta- yeah, I got a little tangent right there. But I do like talking about because we are those that team to everyone mm-hmm. else, the team that like no one's talking about. Right, right. Um, so I I, I really enjoy uh, that kind of stuff. So uh, so yeah, let's talk about the Panthers instead of me. Um, so I thought something really fun today would be to not only kind of touch on players that haven't really been um, brought up a ton. Like we talk about Bryce a lot. We've talked about the receivers a lot. The O-line is kind of basically the same. Uh, we talked about Brian Burns, Luvu, Shaq Thompson, Chan. Like we talked about like the horn, the, like the big, yeah, big names. The mainstays. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But we haven't really dug in on, you know, kind of the, the, the players that, that like for the Saints, like, I think Davenport's uh, – um, I mean, Lattimore is a good player. I think Tieran Matthews is a good player. I think Cam Jordan. I think Jamari Davis. I think a lot of they, they have good players, but the others is kind of what's going to make this team, like, legit or not. Yeah. Um, so we have those guys, and you are way better at this than I am because you are um, just a better writer than I am. Honestly, you're better on Twitter. So I just got some of your tweets that um, you made, you know, um, May and June. As far as, like, what you were worried about, what – what, what players kind of you're watching, that kind of thing. And okay. I thought we would just revisit that and see if you still felt the same way, if anything's changed, uh, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, um, cool. So I think it's, that's pretty fun, right? Yeah, something, let's do that. Something different. Um, so a lot of these are p- replies because somebody will say something and you replied to it. So on uh, June 7th, you said, um, I, I think somebody said something along the lines of, I'm really worried about our pass rushers. Mm-hmm. And you said, I'm way <clears throat> lower on the current cornerback depth. Uh, maybe Rajon Wright turns out into a great story, but I'm not out on Haynes and even YGM to a lesser extent. Barno mm-hmm. needed a lot of technical and physical development. Wasn't happening under rule, so we'll see. So yeah. how are you feeling now about Haynes, um, uh, YGM, Barno, and is that still your major – is cornerback uh, still your major concern compared to pass rusher? Yeah, um, I think that I still feel about the same as that, honestly. Um, For Haynes, you know, it's really funny because he's been out with his minor back ailment right now. So he hasn't practiced in over like a week, I think. It's almost shown me that I feel even stronger about Haynes. Because what we've seen is a rotation of Ikulioto, which I think if you follow me on Twitter or listen to the last podcast where I talked about um, that Saturday training camp, I'm, I'm pretty high on Ikuliota. He was one of the guys that I pegged to make the roster um, as an undrafted free agent. Oh, um, great call, by the way. People are starting to talk about that and now. he had a great day again today at yeah. practice. Um, uh, I believe that he got by Icky, so he's taking reps with the first string, got by our franchise left wow. tackle, put him on the ground from my understanding, wow. and then had a what would be a sack on Bryce Young. It's awesome. Like I, I'm very happy that he's progressing and developing and getting the looks that he's getting. But you don't want to go into the season necessarily with Ikuliota 
and Kobe Jones as your opposite pass rusher, unless they completely prove themselves. And, and that's and that's entirely feasible. Um, but it's also a byproduct of the fact that Marquise Haynes is not getting reps right now. When Marquise Haynes is healthy, we saw what he was in the offseason program. He was the best defensive player on the field, at least on that defensive front and in the edge. Um, I still think that he's going to be the answer over there. I think that if he gets 70, 65% of snaps out there, I think he's going to put together a really nice season. YGM, I know that that's the guy that most fans, I think, are really down on, YGM. And it's understandable. Um, He's played a total of 1,500 snaps-ish, something like that. 900 of them were pass rush situations. He's got 60 total pressures in those snaps, Uh, 10 of those coming into a sack. That isn't a great percentage, but then when you look at last year, and this is kind of the alarming part, I think, and this is why people are down on him. Last year, he got almost half of those snaps in just that season alone. He had 847 snaps last year. 496 of those pass rush situations, three sacks, 28 pressures. So he had more pressures in 2021 and 2020 in less snaps, and he had more sacks in less snaps and in less pass rush situations. We already know that he's got some deficiencies in coverage. He's just not the most fluid athlete. I mean, he's he's a tweener between that 4-3 base end and a edge-setting player for a sub-package or a 3-4 base. Um, they're going to try him at the outside linebacker. And, and the encouraging thing for him, though, is that he did train all summer with Brian Burns to understand the responsibilities of the new position and, and to kind of learn a little bit from the guy who is the pack leader at that position on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, where YGM is great and where he has value is his edge-setting ability and his run defense. Mm-hmm. He's got a career percentage of missed tackles at 3.2%. That is ridiculously low if you compare that to other people. Um, They still are going to have to figure out that rotation after that, though. They drafted DJ Johnson. Ikuliota's shown up. Kobe Jones is great. But you think about all of those guys. There's there's 18 NFL snaps between them. And they're all for Kobe Jones. And (laughs) Kobe Jones' 18 snaps in his NFL career isn't exactly anything to write home about. Zero pressure, zero sacks, like no accumulative stats have come from that, no production. Um, so, yeah, I'm still curious about that rotation, but I am lower on the corners than I am the edge because I think that Marquise Haynes and some of these guys will figure out that rotation. Mm-hmm. The corners, it is super reliant on health. If J.C. Horn goes down, we're thin. If Dante Jackson goes down, I mean, you're talking about C.J. Henderson and Key Taylor Jr. playing again in significant playing time. Key Taylor Jr. and C.J. have had nice camps. It still just doesn't mean that we should 100% trust them to handle those responsibilities until we see actual progression on the game field. Um, C.J. is dealing with like a slight groin. I think he's back in practice. He looked like he might have been a somewhat limited when I was out there on Wednesday night. Um, but from all accounts that I saw today, he was dressed in pads and participating fully. Yeah. Um, so that's good news. I don't I don't expect Rajon Wright to make the 53-man roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted him to. I think that he's got nice size and physical attributes. He's had a really tough time staying with receivers and, and not getting tricked. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just not what you want. 
there. Stanley Thomas Oliver is a better situation for us. He's yeah. a guy who's played in the NFL. He's still got the same physical capabilities, you know, as a boundary type prototype. Um, so yeah, I, I still think that I'm a little bit more concerned about that corner depth. Okay. You think we, so you think we carry what six outside linebackers. Um, so then you're looking at uh, Burns, uh, Haynes, uh, YG, I think YGM probably still at least makes the team. Yeah, I think YGM still makes that 53. You got to keep TJ because you, you had yep. some draft, draft capital in them. And then yep. uh, out of uh, Iku, Barno, and um, Man. Uh, Kobe, who do you who do you, who's that's, the out? I mean, that's the tough part, right? All, all accounts is that Barno really just hasn't shown up. Yep. He's got physical traits, man, and I know everyone likes him. I like him. I like, I like the physical traits. I don't necessarily know that I – am sold on the player yet mm-hmm. because of the fact that he doesn't show up in practices. I'm, I'm a big guy that like, I understand there are quote unquote practice players and game players. I don't really believe that to a whole extent. I think that you have to be a practice player to be a game player. You may not look as good. You may not make as much of an impact because once you get those pads on and you're flying around full speed against an actual competitor. Yeah, man, like the juices flow and you do what's natural to you, you play with a little bit more instinct. Um, but if you're not doing anything in practice either, then I yeah. just don't know how that translates on the field. So Barno not showing up is concerning to me. It, it, it's not an overly concerning thing, though, because he was a six-round pick. We, we shouldn't have these lofty expectations on a guy like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I understand that I'm saying that and comparing him to two undrafted free agents, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> so like, I, get, I get the, hip, the hypocrisy in that. I understand. Yeah. But Leota and Jones have flashed. They have shown potential. We just have to temper those expectations. As, as fun as the stories are and as much as we can be excited about it, those guys shouldn't be tasked with being, you know, productive members right away. Mm. I I guess we're going to carry six, man. I, I don't know. I, that, the yeah, you don't have Deion to. Jones, yeah, I think we have to, yeah. too. Although some of them can be practice squad guys. Um, I just think yeah, you, I don't think you run a risk up, of them being poached. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that – so in my opinion, I haven't seen any practices. I think you got to keep Barno. There's just too much ability, especially in a 3-4. Like, he's just so long, athletic, and – um, I don't just, know, man. I think he's going to lose that spot to Kobe or Iku. Yeah, I mean, from what you're saying, yes, but man, that it's just so hard to let somebody with that with that mm-hmm. athleticism go, especially in a three four when you need somebody that's like more versatile. But what uh, is but, he going to do? Trust, it, but but how does he handle mm-hmm. setting the edge? Yeah, but I, I that that might be more of a scheme thing, and I I just don't know. I don't know. Could be. I think Evero. That's what they've been doing, right? They've been just drafting athletes, yeah. and they'll figure it out later. Yeah. So it kind of feels like this coaching staff would rather have the traits, uh, the tra- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Than than the. So I don't know. Um, I'm not. I'm not ready to sell on Barno, but you, I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen. I've, all I've gotten yeah. is like what you've told me. What um, I, I read on Twitter. So I, mm-hmm. I trust you, but man, it'd be so hard to to because he flashed at the end of the year last year. Haynes did. McCall did. Like those guys, you were like, oh, I'm more excited for them last year. Yeah. Next year, so. I don't the, know. The, I, the difference there, though, and, and the reason for concern with Barno as opposed to those other two, those other two have shown that they took that step in the offseason. They yeah, took that yeah. momentum from the end of last year, yeah. and they progressed. They developed. They turned into somebody that you're excited about. Yeah. It's almost been the opposite for Barno. There's been such little impact and such mm. little impression made that it's kind of like, well, look, was it just a drop of water in a hot oil last yeah. year at the end of the year? And it, and it fizzled for a little bit, but like that was it, and then it died. That seems to be a realistic situation right now. Yeah. Um, and then you've got these other guys like Leota and Jones who are flashing now. And 
what has yeah. he done for me lately? Right? Yeah, no, like, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's what you want. And both of them also, we talk about traits, man. Leota's got physical traits too, man. This, mm-hmm. this dude is a, a legit ball player. Played at Auburn. I mean, he's an SEC type talent. He, he transferred from Kansas State. He's got plenty of talent. He just had injuries last year, and it, and it hurt his draft stock. Mm-hmm. But if he's healthy and he can get honed in with Evero and this defensive staff, yeah, man, sign me up on Leota. Yeah, great, man. I, I mean, I, 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 I'm all like I love DJ Chark. Yeah, but man, if if uh, um, uh, Terrace Marshall uh, overtakes right. him or like any of these guys overtake him. Great. That means that we're in better shape than I, I thought we would be. So Absolutely. I'm all for guys taking those guys' spots. Um, yep. But man, I uh, it's gonna it's gonna stink because it's gonna be like a Perriman kind of situation, right? We're gonna have to like let somebody go, mm-hmm. and then I'm just you're always scared that they're just gonna go do it somewhere yeah. else. Um, totally. But um, yeah. So yeah, I I tend to agree that I'm a little bit more. I think I think we're gonna find ways to get pressure, especially with all the speed and talent and mm-hmm. our linebacker, um, our middle linebackers that we have. We're going to find a way to get pressure. Derek, I think Derek Brown's going to have a huge, huge year this year. Um, yep. I think McCall got to the quarterback at nose tackle last year. I think we're going to get pressure. We're going to be just fine getting pressure on the quarterback in yep. some way or another. Um, but I would love to have those guys that are like continuously building and then stepping in. Um, yeah, they have other that higher think. ceiling of untapped potential that you can yep. kind of like mold into a dynamic pass rusher. I, mm. I totally understand, man, and I don't even disagree. I just worry that that's not attainable, dude. Like all of them, get get rid of DJ, man. I, I just yep. don't see. I just don't see the upside, honestly. Um, I don't. I, I, it's so hard to make. He's people- actually he's shown some pretty nice um, edge setting reps in some drills lately. Uh, okay. There's actually one going around right now. There's a viral clip going around. I think it's from training camp where people thought that he was stood up by uh, Larnell Coleman, and they were just like, "Man, that's embarrassing. That's terrible." It was an edge setting drill, and and it was a really quality rep from DJ wow. Johnson. And that's what they drafted him for initially, is that he's this physical, strong guy. They think they can hone in that pass rush arsenal. They think they can teach him how to rush the pass rusher with his physical tools. He's got a natural ability in this bottom half of his body that is just stout. That is going to be really <laughs> difficult to move. You know what I mean? And well, that's, that's what I'm talking about, like, him moving clunky and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And it's because he's so damn big, man. Yeah, like He yeah. just looks gigantic out there. Yeah. And he's not as fluid. He doesn't have all the bend and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? You work on his body. You do all those things with an NFL nutritionist and weight program. See what happens, man. Like, look, I'm a fat guy. I'm not going to sit here and fat shame a guy for not being able to go out there and start doing some stuff on the field right away. Right? <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like the, oh, the, the Olympics uh, meme where he's like eating like a pizza. He's like, yeah, oh, I could do that or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Exactly. Like, you're not going to sit there and watch Michael Phelps swim 18 miles and be like, God, he got second. What a bum. You know, like. No, but these are all incredible so world-class <laughs> athletes, man. So, like, please take every single thing that my dumbass says with a huge <laughs> grain of salt, you know? We do do that. All right. All right. Let's move on because uh, we still got some more to talk about. But it's so funny that I we <laughs> we, we do that. That's what we do. Yeah, um, that's it. That's what we do for no money. Um, <laughs> so, uh, moving on. So, on uh, May 10th, uh, you responded to um, – uh, someone saying, uh, I definitely uh, agree. This is a pivotal year for Brandon Smith and Tommy Trimble. I like both of their chances to take a step forward. Mm. We've talked about um, both a little bit, but yeah. ha- do you feel the same way as they can both take a step forward? I'm more pessimistic on both, but more so Brandon Smith. 
I still have a little bit of faith with Tommy Tremble, um, and I'll give a little bit of statistics for him um, that'll kind of back that up. But Brandon Smith, I'm just going to kind of gloss over here. He's in trouble because of the addition of Camus Gruger Hill, who mm-hmm. has had a terrific camp. Um, and now the addition of Deion Jones. I, I don't know what Deion Jones was brought here to do. I honestly don't. I don't even have like an inclination on that. I don't think that he's looked at as the starting inside linebacker next to Shaq so that we can free up Frankie to play the edge. That's not a natural fit, I don't think, for Frankie either. I think that you are actually losing Frankie's versatility by putting him out there. And I know that might sound counterintuitive, but I think that him staying inside, he is a great coverage linebacker. And when he got most of his uh, sacks and, and pressure production, it came from stunt blitzes. It came from the inside. It came from misdirection. It came from disguised looks. I still think that that's it. Like you need to give him his free range to make instinctual plays. That's his. Mm-hmm. That's his calling card. Yeah. Um, Brandon Smith, man, I I don't know. He's got physical tools, but nothing keeps like nothing is coming together. He's had a couple of plays in camp. I think that he had a forced fumble. Um, he's had a couple of tackles. He actually had one or two that I saw at Fan Fest and was pretty happy with. But that competition that he now has, part of why I was excited about him and optimistic about him is because I didn't think that there was a strong depth competition there at that position mm-hmm. Camus has shown that he is way ahead of Brandon Smith mm-hmm. um Deion Jones strictly from an experience and knowledge standpoint is going to be more yep. beneficial to yep. that linebackers room right now Brandon could carve out a special teams role um yeah right yeah yeah I don't know that so that's enough Camus, to Camus, save his like, roster spot <clears throat> though Right. Yeah. So now, I, it may be, though, because you're otherwise you're looking at who free agent bumper pool, you know, um, how many how many middle linebackers are we carrying? I would say four. Man, Mike K said that we were carrying like five or six when he did his 53 man roster projection. Really? Yeah. Why? He had Brandon why Smith staying you, on. Why would you do that? Why would you I'm need five? Not sure. Two, two starters and two backups. But that was also before the addition of Deion Jones. Um, that, that's so what I'm saying. What I'm saying. When, I would, my, my biggest thing is when people talk, listen, we already knew right. about Camus. And we still sign a middle linebacker. Right. What does that mean? That means more. That's that's a more damning thing for Brandon Smith yes, than it exactly. is anybody else on that roster. When people talk, right. listen. I, right. I I I think I think exactly what you just said. Like they didn't see it on the team. They had to get it. Right. And you want you know you want to, for either one of them because um, because if one of those guys go down, if Luvu or um um uh Shaq. um. Shaq, she's yeah. go, go down. You want to have that third guy with experience, yeah. one, and then uh, and Camus is kind of like that the Frankie role. Like you want to be able to like use him other ways, and you want to right. have that like someone to be the taking over the middle when right. you know Luvu, uh, you know, goes and rushes the same side as Brian Burns. You know those right. actions that that Evero wants to. You want some. You want people that can cover. That under, they understand what's going on with the quarterback seeing yeah. all that all that good stuff. Yeah, so you just need that. someone to stay disciplined and to anchor right. the other side. You, you don't you don't need everybody firing a full cylinders all the time and, and attacking. You need right. somebody who's also going to understand and call out coverages and do all that. And that right. is where Camus shines. He's a great coverage backer. Um, yeah. yeah, he's he's slightly undersized, so you're not going to look at him to sit there and, and fill up those middle gaps and, and, and to muddy the line or anything like that. Um, but he's he's got a nice skill set, man, and and it does it makes life problematic for Brandon Smith. 
yeah. getting that out of the way. Let's look at Tommy yeah, Tremble. Like, like staying yeah, on I things know. I said so I was going to gloss over Mostly on my that, fault. and we sat here and spent 10 minutes Mostly talking my about fault. why he's not going to make the roster. <laughs> um, Sorry, guys. I'm just so amped up, man. Yeah, All this good yeah, stuff happening. <laughs> <laughs> he got his braces off, man. It's just a really <laughs> big day, okay? Um, he looked good, though, right? So Tommy Tremble, yeah, it looked sharp, man. Really Thanks, straight. Thanks. Um, Tommy Tremble is a guy that – so there's, there's people that think that he's supposed to be a pass-catching tight end. And there's people that think that he's strictly a blocking tight end. We also have this idea that Ian Thomas is strictly a blocking tight end and cannot catch the ball. So here is the interesting part. And here's where Frank Reich uses his tight ends the way that he does. And why I think that all three of our tight ends are going to make this roster. You have to stay very multiple in Frank Reich and Thomas Brown's offense. You cannot tip your hat to what you are going to be calling out of the same structures. Um, there's going to be a lot of motion so that you'll come out in that same structure and then run a bunch of motion to kind of change looks. You may end up back in that original formation. It's just to kind of get a read on those opposing defenses. We're going to run 12 personnel very often. We're going to want to run the the football. So 12 personnel is great. That's two tight ends on the field, one back. He's even going to run some 13 personnel where all three of them are out on the field. Um, For his career, Tommy Tremble has 63 targets, 39 receptions, four touchdowns. Three of those touchdowns came last year. Um, He has four drops in his career for a 9.3% drop rate. For Ian Thomas, he has 12 drops in his career on 160 targets for 111 receptions for a 9.8% drop rate. So for everyone that says that Ian Thomas has these bricks for hands, but Tommy Tremble is so much better at catching balls out of the tight end Mm -hmm. slot... Or even out of the H back alignment because we year. saw him do that too. Yeah, yeah, and and they've we got always... a very yeah they've got a similar mm-hmm. skill set when it comes to catching the ball. Mm-hmm. So you say, well, Ian Thomas has the big advantage on blocking, right? PFF, which I'm not saying that they're the end all be all, but they are a good <laughs> metric. I know, man. I always have to preface this <laughs> with yeah, PFF because I'm just not a huge fan. I do it because I want to keep it consistent. Because that's it. That's it's what it's people... a metric that you can go against across the board for right. everybody. Everybody knows PFF. Everybody so using yeah. PFF's grades uh, in 22, Tommy Tremble's pass block grade was 81, which is really good for a tight end. That's a wow. really, really that's solid really number. Good. And that's important to keep him on the field for pass plays where you don't have him run a route. So, again, we talk about staying multiple. If you see a guy out there like Tommy Tremble and you're expecting a pass play, but you instead keep an extra man in for blocking, and he's an efficient pass blocker, lovely. That is Mm -hmm. terrific. Ian Thomas, on the other hand, as a pass blocker in 22, is 66.6, which is still a solid grade for a tight end. Now, you would say, well, yeah, but Ian's great at the run blocking. His 22 grade run blocking was a 46. Wow. Tommy Tremble's in 22 was a 56.3. So there is enough there to say that if Ian Thomas has value because of his blocking proclivity right then so does tommy tremble you look at the third player in that group it's hayden hurst and that's the obvious one right hayden Mm -hmm. hurst is a pass catching Mm -hmm. really nice route running tight end with sure hands you want to talk about a drop percentage hayden hurst's career drop rate is 2.7 yeah that is about it wild yeah you did a deep dive right no i was going to i just mentioned it a couple times i did Um, on a fantasy 2.7 drop rate is the definition of security blanket. And that's on a ton of targets and receptions. That's yeah. 241 targets, 177 receptions, 14 touchdowns. I mean, this is our pass catcher, right? Yeah. But the other thing about him, Eric Ebron. 
he's not terrible blocking as a run blocker. He's fifty seven point seven, pretty good. Um, now as a as as a pass blocker, little less so. Thirty one was his grade last year, and his career grades are pretty in line with those two. They're not like a huge variation. If he's on the field, he ain't pass blocking. That's right. He's not pass blocking. Yeah. But you need another tight end that can be out there that yeah. possibly could stay in line as a pass blocker or could go out. That's the whole multiple as- yeah. aspect of it. Yep. So I think that all three of them are still going to make this team. <clears throat> and I still think that there is reason that Tommy Tremble should be looked at as the two tight end mm-hmm. because of his versatility and because of the fact that he can go back into the backfield and play out of that H-back alignment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He even lined up outside sometimes last year. Yep. There, there's just And you talk about the motion that we want to run. He was in motion a lot. He, he did a couple jet sweeps. Mm-hmm. He's he's a dynamic player that I think that we're going to figure out how to scheme him the football. Um, Ian Thomas, I still just think, man, he's really good at blocking for yeah. for who he is, and I just don't think you get rid of him. And they are they're throwing him the ball in camp, dude. He's not bad, man. I there's so yeah, many he, people that ridicule this guy. Yeah. He's a, he's a he's a but he fine is who he is. In. He is yeah. who he is. He's um uh, what's the guy from Green Bay that just got signed to uh, uh I think the Bears picked him up. Martellus Bennett. Uh, no, no, no. Um, the guy that oh, crap, who was it? I'm pretty sure uh, Martellus Bennett just signed today, didn't he? Maybe, uh, but it's it's another guy who's like 39, 40 year old uh, oh. uh, tight end, the huge guy that uh, just oh God, doesn't this is matter. Something that you asked me one of these other I know, podcasts, I know. and I was like, I, "What the hell know, are you talking I know, about?" I know, I know. I'll actually, I'll, I think I'll you're post making it. somebody up. No, no, no. Uh, he's the oldest tight end in the league right now, and he just signed uh, for his like 20th season or something. I'll look it up. I don't want to do it right now because we're already behind, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's like um, man hurts. He's like um, Mo Ali Cox, even like he's like he is who he is kind of yeah. thing. Um, and the thing that excites people like, about Trimble is is he he was always going to be a a, a project. Like we were yeah. all he was all he was never going to come out right away and be great. And then yeah. you see him like hit you know that next year, twenty twenty two. He shoot, showed a lot. I think that he actually has a surprisingly good um, pass catching season. I think it's going to be very, very Jack Doyle, Moali Cox ish as far as um, mm-hmm. you know touchdowns and yeah. uh, receptions. I think Hurst. I mean, what, what do you think? Hurst has fifty ish receptions, sixty receptions, yeah. maybe. Um, yeah. And then Trimble has like forty ish. Uh, Trimble maybe I don't even have more think touchdowns. Forty. I think Trimble may end up with yeah. thirty to thirty five range, yeah. maybe. Yeah, um, it depends. It depends how game script goes. Right. It depends on all, all this stuff, and it's going to get me into. Uh, and in Tommy Trumbull's defense, too, though, man, he's working hard. Um, I, I saw today yeah. after camp. He, you know, Mike K brought up the fact that there was a drop or two from Chuba and Tommy at FanFest, and he said that they were both on the jugs machine for thirty minutes yeah. after practice today. So it's yeah. not for a lack of effort. And and as long as you've got a guy who is working on himself and trying really hard to improve yeah. out there and showing coaches he has ability. They're going to keep giving guys like that opportunities. You know what I mean? Enthusiasm, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let's keep moving because yep. I, my fault today. Is, I think it's, I'm just so excited. I'm so pumped up. Yep. Um, let's move on to a tweet you had uh, June eighth. Um, uh, Shy might have a hard time making the final roster, but that's more testament to the overall group upgrade than fault to him specifically. Uh, just not. Uh, just not sure I see them carrying that many wide receivers, and he's likely to be that odd man out. Do you still? Now, when did I say that? What was the date on that? June 8th. Man, I, I'm so smart. I'm such an incredibly <laughs> smart person. <laughs> um, I say that because I feel almost exactly the same. Yeah. Shy has shown about what you would expect him to show in camp. 
Mm-hmm. He's he's made a couple of nice plays. He's rotating in and out with um, return teams on kick return and punt return. Mm-hmm. He's competing, though, with Demir Bird and Raheem Blackshear mm-hmm. there. When we let go of Marquez Stevenson from injury, that kind of opened up a possibility for Shy because I think that Stevenson probably had the inside track, at least on the punt return job. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Shy, man, he's going to run into an issue here. You are going to keep Thielen. You're going to keep Chark. You're going to keep TMJ. You're going to keep Mingo. That's four right there. You are going to keep LaVisca Chenault. That's five. I don't think you carry any more than maybe six receivers on the active on the 53 active man roster. That six receiver is going to have to have some return duties. Yeah. I think that from a historical statistical standpoint, Demir Bird would have that inside track. Yeah. I think that Raheem Blackshear is our kick return guy. Um, I think that he'll even get some punt return looks. He did last year. But Demir Bird is a guy that has that versatility as well as kick return and punt return. Shy's never returned a kick return. He's only been on punt right. return team. Yeah. Now Demir had, I believe well, Demir had our last you. kick return there's touchdown. There's a deer behind you. Deer behind oh, you. Oh, is that the deer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I got deer that I feed out here, man. It's crazy. If you ever yeah. come out here, it's like I don't know if y'all remember that dude that went viral, uh, Brother Nature. He was talking to that deer, mm-hmm. calling her like Canela or some shit, and feeding her strawberries. That's <laughs> no. how it is out here, man. I've got a family of deer that live behind us and Aww. come in the front yard every day and stand at the door waiting for strawberries <laughs> and carrots. It's ridiculous. Um Oh sorry to interrupt interrupt, but no, no, I'm in New York good. City no. we don't see deer very often. It happens, man. I'm surprised that hasn't happened already that the deer haven't been <laughs> in the pod. Um yeah, but Demir Bird, I believe that he had our last touchdown from a kick return, and I think it was 2017. It was like 103 yards, 102 yards or something like that. Um, from an offensive standpoint, I wouldn't anticipate Shai Smith, Demir Bird, or Derek Wright, or Javon Wims, any of these fringe players. I wouldn't expect them to have any impact on the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, where Shai might have an argument of trying to make the roster over some of these other guys is his alignment as a receiver. He's mm-hmm. taken... Let's see, 47 targets, 28 receptions, so it's not a whole lot of work. But he's been in the slot alignment in his career 78.7% of the times. Mm -hmm. That is by far the highest slot usage of anyone on the roster. Mm -hmm. That's also because he can't play the outside, necessarily. Right. Um, the, The issue with his track towards being that slot receiver, we have a ton of versatility on those first five guys. TMJ can line up as a as a as a big slot. LaVisca is going to line up as a big slot. Yeah. Um, Thielen, everyone thinks of Thielen as a slot, and he, he could play there, but he's more of a 50-50 split as far as his usage goes. Usually, uh, yeah. Right. I think older Char- guys Chark is going to be an outside. Chark is going to yeah. be an X. You know what I mean? Like, we know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think traditionally the the older you get, the more time you spend in the slot. You don't have to right. have as many go balls. You don't, you don't have to run as much, basically. So you spend exactly. a lot more time. You're a better – you have more chemistry with the um, with the quarterback that way because they know exactly right. uh, how many steps you're taking. They know timing. Right. So I think he's going to spend a lot of time in the slot. So I think you're probably right. looking more 75-25 than you are 50-50. Right. And, and so where so when you get to that point then, so where does Shy fit in? I, 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 I agree. Yeah. And, and it's not because he's not decent enough to be on an NFL roster. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Shy is a bad football player. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that he is going to make this position group. Yep. Last year, he deserved to be on this team. We didn't have that depth. Mm-hmm. Last year, we were very top-heavy with DJ Moore, right? Mm-hmm. But right now, I mean, we've got legitimate NFL wide receivers from one Tell to me four. more. Tell me more. 
Yeah, yeah. DJ Chark, <laughs> I look, I am super stoked on DJ Chark yeah. and, and what has happened so far. I will say one thing about that. Almost all of the impact highlight plays that everyone is excited about are the plays where he is tracking a deep ball, catching a you know back shoulder placement. Um, there's not a lot of versatility there, which yeah, which still does play in line with his career um, route percentage, his his success percentage of routes run. He he does have a thing. Right, like he has one yeah. thing that he's magnificent at. That doesn't mean that he's not good at the other things, though. Yeah. I think that he's more well-rounded than he gets credit for, but he's not dynamic as a well-rounded person. Right, he is yeah. dynamic at one thing. I I don't think that DJ Chark is a top five receiver. I think he's probably somewhere in the twenty to twenty-five ish range. If I mm-hmm. maybe put a finger on it, that's mm-hmm. still the lower half of wide receiver ones. I don't think that he's going to, you know be this guy that right. everybody you know that he's not going to earn a 20 million dollar contract next year it's not going to be justin jefferson where he's getting right. 180 targets for right, 120 exactly. receptions yeah sure. i just don't think that he's i think he just got crapped on a lot and i think that he yes. is an, an, a top tier receiver and that was the only point he, i'm trying to make yeah um, he was thought of as a marquez valdez scantling yeah. or a robbie anderson where right. like go routes that's all he can do he's he's not a physical guy he he doesn't have any kind of grit to him and that's so far off base for yeah. dj chart DJ Chark adds a ton to this offense. We yeah. just need him to stay healthy. That's it. And his receivers coach, Sean Jefferson, for the uh, Joe Person article from The Athletic, man, he was standing on it. And he was like, they misdiagnosed injuries last year in Detroit. He has had surgery on his ankle. He's, I mean, this guy is going to stay healthy. That's what he said. I believe he said, we're going to callous this guy up and he's going to stay healthy yeah, for 17 games. Yeah, it's not soft games. tissue stuff. Like, it's like, yeah, right. yeah, like, the reason that you're not worried about Tony Pollard this year is because... It wasn't a soft tissue, injury. right? It, it wasn't, wasn't a hamstring or a groin, yeah. right? Like, right. I, I just don't understand. Like, like Cooper Cup has a hamstring in- injury, yeah. Like, yep. and, but he's like, no, nah, it's good. I'm worried about DJ. Jones. Like, what are, you talking, right. what are you guys talking about? Right. Uh, and a lot I, of times when you have a significant injury, like an Achilles or something, like Dante Jackson, you worry yeah. about those soft tissue injuries from there right. because of the stress that you're putting on that healed muscle. You know, right. Right, exactly. Um, I uh, I completely agree with Shy. I actually I just started. To, I just talked about Texans last night. I think that's a good uh, person for the Texans to go after. Um, I think we can trade him. I think he has value. I think we can get a seventh rounder, uh, maybe a sixth rounder out of this. Um, I don't think it's we possible. Should, I don't think we should cut him. Um, yeah, but, I don't know. It's it, it, trade value for a guy that has a career twenty eight receptions. I think he still has talent. I mean, he made some plays last year. I agree, though. I want Bird. Uh, uh, I, the the worst thing that the Panthers can do is beat themselves this year. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather have Bird back there catching punch than um, than Shai Smith at the moment. Same. Just yeah. because I, I'm i so confident in everything else that um, right. the Panthers can do. And we yeah. just need to find ways not to beat ourselves. I agree um, with that. Yeah, so um, so I gave you – so we have these three for you. Um, I uh, I – I, I'm actually not very good at tweeting, uh, so I found another one of your tweets that I'm going to respond to because I get to talk too. Um, hey, as, as long as as long as you're good at podcasting, it doesn't matter how you are at tweeting. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, well, I got to get good at podcasting then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you responded on. Um, I actually, what I'm not good at is taking pictures because I cut the, the date out of it. But at some point <laughs> in time, you responded. It was about uh, getting Zeke on the roster. And uh, you said, uh, not sure it'll fit here is all. If we keep Richie, 
Uh, staff likes him, and he plays special teams. We'll carry four tight ends, three uh, fullbacks, running backs. Um, uh, Blackshear is most likely our kick return guy, so that's three running backs already plus six wide receivers. Logistics uh, start to get muddy. Um, Man, again, how smart am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you look at like, uh, Reich historically, um, he does, like he, when he was at um, uh, Indy, he had um, uh, Taylor, Jordan Wilkins, and um, – uh, Naheem Hines, like that's sweet. He carried three. Um, right. And then he had a plethora of tight ends. Like it felt like, where did this yeah. tight end come from? Where did this tight end come from? So I agree. I mean, I think that's, that's just, I think it's just a given. I think Cam Peoples is not making the roster. I think that he is going to be a uh, practice squad guy. And I think that he will stay there. I don't think anybody's going to pick him up. Um, and I think that if like Chuba were to go down, if Miles goes down, we're we're kind of screwed a little bit. Um, but yeah, Miles Chuba is go- a tremendous running back, man. People have yeah. got to start realizing that. Oh, weird. A pro bowler is a tremendous running back? Right, oh. right. That's, that's so odd. I, I no, why is that? Um, so, uh, so yeah, Chuba goes down. I think he can um, – I think Peoples will be a decent replacement. I think that he is a load to bring down. I think he has a lot of athletic traits. Um, from what I've seen, he just doesn't see holes very well. I think he's just like kind of a – uh, almost like a Pacheco kind of guy, um, just going to be bigger, stronger than you and push you around and run into the line. And if you don't stop me, then I'm going to go for 50. Uh, mm-hmm. That kind of dude. Um, so I think that we it's that's just it. I mean, I don't think we're, we're not signing another running back. I think Richie's making the team because of his versatility. Yeah. And I think because we have Chenault, who can line up in the backfield. And Blackshear, Blackshear is the thing here too, though, man. I, I yeah. think that he is a dude. I think that the staff likes him. Talk about Naeem Hines and his value yeah. to the Colts. Yeah. You could see Raheem Blackshear get a very similar usage as Naeem Hines. Yep. Um, this oh, dude has just – go, go like, read my article on Cat Crave. If you want to find out about what I think about Raheem Blackshear, I'll save some time here. Just go read the article. But he he's a real player, man. He's not just a special teams guy. This guy should have an impact on offense. Yeah, Buffalo was pissed when we picked him up. off. The, they yep. were trying to hide him on the practice squad. Yep. And they were pissed when we picked him up off the pack, uh, practice squad because, like yep. – he was a dude. Um, yep. Also, Spencer Brown ain't making the team. I don't know if he's already got cut or anything, but he ain't making the team either. No, he's uh, still he's still on the roster right yeah, now on yeah. camp, but I don't think he'll make the yeah, 53. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he actually might be over Peoples. I don't know, but I, I, I like Peoples better. Um, just I think mm-hmm. there's more upside. Um, so listen to um, Naheem Hines. Uh, last year, um, or 2021, because that's uh, Reich's last full year, he missed some time, but he had 40 receptions, 586 total yards. 2020, he had 63 receptions, 862 total yards. Uh, 2019, 44 reception, 519 total yards. 2018, 63 receptions, two, 739 total yards. Let's keep going. Uh, offensive coordinator, 2017. It's hard to know because everyone got hurt. They had Sproles, Ajayi, Blunt, Smallwood, Corey Clement. So I just kind of like skipped over that. Yeah. Um, but then they had Sproles in 2016, who was like 35 at the time. Um, he had 52 catches and 865 total yards. Going back even further, they had Danny Woodhead in 2015, who had 80 catches, 1,091 yards. And then they had Brandon Oliver um, behind Ryan Matthews at uh, um, 36 catches for 853 total yards. And that was kind of a mess, too, because they had um, they still had Woodhead and they had uh, Matthews and, uh, and Brown. Um, right. But he does this. He always finds these guys. And when people talk – listen or when people don't talk listen because we know that he likes these guys 
and he saw last year. Confuse so many people when people talk, listen, and when people yeah. don't talk, listen. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Miles Sanders, they got him. They ain't draft nobody. They, they 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 saw the running back room. They said, oh, "We got Miles Sanders, we got Chuba, and we got Blackshear. I'm good every other place. Yeah. I need Thielen and DJ Chark. Uh, I need Hayden Hurst. Like I like I I'm looking at all these other position groups. And I'm telling you what I need to be successful. Right. He saw the running back room. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good with Blackshear. Yeah. I agree with you. Watch out for a not a monster season, but but a breakout I, season. He's going to make an impact. I think he's he's going to have forty catches. Yep. He's going to have forty catches. I mean, that's the that's the lowest amount that I read off, right? Yeah. Except 2014, <laughs> Brandon Oliver got 36 catches. Yeah. Um, so he's going to have 40 catches, which if you're playing fantasy, just draft him last. Just draft, draft him last. Yeah, absolutely. And God forbid somebody goes down and he starts getting, you know, 50% of the touches as well. And he's not just a change of pace specialty back. Yeah. He scores he, some touchdowns. He's got some moves, man. He's got great footwork. Just they remarkable. Had <laughs> they had him. They had him in the red zone last year. He scored touchdowns yeah. in the red zone. Because I, I remember I was pissed because I had Dante Foreman, and uh, I was like, "What is Blackshear doing in there?" It's like the, it's on the five yard line, mm-hmm. and they, he ran it in with Blackshear. I was like, <sighs> it's, it's his his brain and his feet work together, man. So when one of those holes opens up, he goes, and that's, yeah. that's what you need down in the red zone. It's not always about being the biggest. I mean, Boston Scott was the red zone guy for for the Eagles, and he's a tiny little fellow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that was when Miles Sanders went down, though. That wasn't. Yeah. 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 Come on, guys. Um, so, uh, so then that touches like so. Blackshear, we're in agreement on. I think everyone's in agreement on. Um, I think he's going to have a huge role to play on this team. Um, the only thing that I think might hold him back is Lavisca. I think they're going to. I think they're both going to. They might play at the same time out of the backfield. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you saw the play where Lavisca uh, they bit on a screen. And Lavisca's mm-hmm. just sitting there on the sideline and just go. I think they're going to get that a lot this year. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to. I think they're going to. And I think Bryce Young is smart enough to know because we're going to do. We're going to screen people to death. Yeah. And they're going to bite once, and we're going to get Lavisca long. And you're going to get screened to death because of the correct reads. You know, Ooh. like it's not just because they want to run screens. It's not Ben McAdoo who looks at Lavisca Chenault and says, "Oh, he's a screen guy. That's all he yeah. can do." No, no, no. <laughs> it's going to be the correct reads and progressions, right? By our you know, Modoc brain quarterback, Bryce Young. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, look at Tom Brady, man. Like it, James White probably wouldn't make, maybe not. I mean, he might make a roster. I don't want to shit on James White, but he was, he was amazing with, with Tom Brady. Cause he was yeah. to correct read Damian Williams, with Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah. Like they were, he was integral to a Super Bowl, Right. Um, right. so like with the right quarterback, if you Absolutely. show, if you just show that you're in the right spot at the right right time and you just have NFL talent, th- good things can happen. And I think that this will happen with uh, with Bryce Young. Um, so, we're, like, we're pretty much in agreement with that. I just wanted to t- touch on Blackshear because all these guys, we, we, we don't really touch on enough. And I think uh, these are guys that are going to be very important. Um, and I think, uh, you know, Richie is in that line too, um, which even if a guy go- – so say that Chuba goes down, I don't even know if it's smart to – bring up people's like, cause you're, I mean, you'll have Sanders, Blackshear, and then you can have reaching the backfield and, um, uh, reaching won't ever play running back though. He doesn't, he doesn't have the athleticism for that though. Yeah. But I mean, if you're in the gold line, you need like a big back to come in. I, I, Maybe. I, I, I think it would still be, I, you would see somebody get pulled up. I don't, I don't think, think so? that. Yeah. I, I think that you would be more inclined to see Tommy tremble taking snaps back yeah. there at, at the goal line from an H back position than you would Ricci. Yeah, Ricci's a better those pass guys. catcher than he is a rusher if you're going to play him on offense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think we have, um, 
I think you're exactly right. I think we carry uh, four tight ends. I think yep. we carry three backs. And I think we'll either keep I, – I hope people don't pick up – I think somebody might pick up people's off the practice squad. I hope he – since he's undrafted, I hope he like, stays there. Uh, yeah. But if not, I think Spencer, nobody's touching Spencer Brown. I don't yep. think and he'll know uh, yep. the offense. Um, so, yeah, that's a tweet that I had. Um, we're kind of jerks as far as a – two things. We're kind of jerks as in no one talks about Xavier Woods. Mm-hmm. And we talk about literally every other starter on both sides of the ball. Yeah. No one talks about Xavier Woods. Like no one. And a big problem when I'm searching for tweets is there's a professional wrestler named Xavier Woods. And that's all I get is that throws a wrench in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I ended up. So just what doing is my- Xavier Woods' strong point? It jumping off the turnbuckle. Yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I'm like, why does this guy keep on how do I filter this to just say NFL? And you just can't mm-hmm. do it. So um so, uh, also, I actually had this note um, talking about carrying um, uh, four tight ends. Uh, Reich always uses multiple tight ends. Um, yep. When he was in uh, uh, Philly, he had Ertz, Burton, and Selleck. Uh, when he was uh, in um, the Colts, he had Ebron, Doyle, Mohali Cox. Um, he, I mean, he, he always continued to have more tight ends in, so he's going to use mm-hmm. them a lot. So, I think it's – Adding on to that, he's going to carry four tight ends, right. um, in my opinion. Um, yeah, and but, when we start talking about carrying all these players at all of these positions, too, that is what kind of clouds up the logistical part of this. Because at yeah. some point, you're going to have to start getting rid of some of these people. Like cornerback, we talk about the depth at corner. What are we going to do there? Because you're going to have to carry five or six at least there. But you start carrying five or six at every position. Right. We, we, we get the um, benefit of the third quarterback rule this year. Yeah. Where you can have a third quarterback and he doesn't have to be on the active roster, but he can play in, in a situation where it comes up thanks to that whole 49er yeah. fiasco in the playoffs. Um, so we won't have to keep three. Um, mm-hmm. But you really do. I mean, you got to start thinking about it from a logistical standpoint and not just players that we like. We can't keep all these guys on the roster. Yeah. Well, so yeah. who fits, right? Yeah, let's just do like a, a quick uh, math problem. I'll just do defense because you talk about cornerbacks. So I think we carry four safeties um, probably, right? We carry, uh, we'll keep Chen as a safety. Or maybe only three. No, it'll be at least four because you're going to keep Sam Franklin. He's your special team standout. Yeah, so, you so you're going to have Xavier Woods. Oh, you're probably keep five because you're going to have Xavier Woods, Von Bell, Jeremy Chin, Sam Franklin, Jamie Jamie Robinson. Uh, let's see. Well, let's let's just uh, use Robinson. Let me just keep four, and I'll put Robinson on the side real fast, right? Okay. So then you have your corners. You have Horn. Uh, you have um, uh, Dante Jackson, uh, Taylor, CJ, yep, uh, CJ, uh, Thomas Oliver. Um, and, um, who am I missing? We'll keep six corners, right? Well, maybe we'll only keep five. five well, corners? that would be five right there. Um, say, but then the other one that you would look at, you could look at like a, uh, Milton. Yeah. Let's um, just put, let's just do five. So we're at yeah. nine right now. Uh, so we'll put Milton on the side. Uh, so we're at nine. Um, and then we go to, uh, outside linebackers. We already talked about, we're keeping six. So yep. we already talked about the six. We don't need to do that again. So it's right. 15. Uh, middle linebackers, we have four. Um, in my opinion, you said five, six, but I'm going to say my four. That's 19. Yeah, no, uh, I, I think four. I have five or six, I think, was what Mike K said in his yeah. 53 projection. Okay, so, yeah, so if you're taking – so we have 53, and we're taking out um, long snapper, kicker, and punter. Right. So that's, that's 50, right? Right. Um, so then we're at 19 right there, and then we're keeping uh, – on the line, we're keeping Shy Tuttle, uh, uh, Derek Brown. Um, uh, Mark Wong. Mark, uh, Mark Williams and Deshaun Williams. That's four. So that's at 23. And then you're looking at uh, Robinson, Milton. So we have 23. Uh, Anderson, um, 
uh, yeah, so you, you, you like those are the guys on the, on the cusp, I think, and that's when yeah. you have to kind of decide. So I, I, I think, I think that you're, maybe we have more offensive players. I doubt it, but you know, so if you go quarter, you have your eight offensive linemen, so we'll have five, our starting five, and we'll have K Mays, Zavala, and um, Irving. Say uh, plus our fourteen will be our um, fourteen will be our six receivers plus our three backs plus our four um, yep. tight ends plus uh, Bryce. So that's. So that's 22. So we have plenty of room to add more players, I think. So I think our must-haves are at 45, and we get five extra guys. Yeah. It might be, I think it might be another offensive lineman. I think we probably carry nine offensive yeah, linemen. Yeah, because you would take Jamie Robinson. You would throw him in there. You would probably sure. take one of the Greg Maben or Mark Milton or somebody like that. Sure. Uh, Colby, I can't remember his last name, Richardson pattern. Not Richardson. Yeah. That's a Seahawks guy. Um, but you would take at least one more corner on that for depth. Sure, you're yeah. probably going to have six receivers, right? So you're probably – or do we already count for we that? We count six five? receivers, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so I mean I think, at some point there is just going to be – some yeah. of these players are going to have to be accounted for. And right, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and some of these are like mostly special team uh, yes. specific guys. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so we get five people like for an extra corner, an extra safety, uh, an extra offensive lineman. Um, and then yep. you, you play around with what you, what your actual need is. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that we're going out of line by saying four tight ends or whatever that is. Yeah, agreed. Um, so uh, so yeah, going on to Xavier Woods. So I just do my own thing because we're kind of missing that Xavier Woods wasn't very good last year. I think we a lot of the reason that we lose that Tampa game is because of him. I think he I think he gambles a lot, which I think that adding Von Bell helps. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just give you his PFF grades because that's uh, – let me just give you his overall uh, what he did last year. 66 tackles, which is 30th amongst safeties, zero interceptions, um, and then uh, uh, 17 uh, receptions allowed. So now it's uh, 64th uh, receptions allowed. Um, so that ain't good. That ain't good. Right. Uh, for someone we're just like penciling in as a starter, and that's right. something we might need to talk about. Talk about is he going to be the starter? Um, and so – We'll look at his overall score uh, for um, PFF is 63.5. So he didn't play well. He hasn't been able to catch – what do we have, two or three balls that hit him in the hands that he wasn't able to come down with, um, in which you want your safety to be able to catch balls. Are we missing that Xavier Woods might not start or might get cut? So – I think that some of those numbers have to have some context and not, not that like yeah. they're way off, you know no, what no, I no. mean? Because Ta- tackles is silly. Like throw tackles yeah, out. Sure, sure. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's also just when you think about, okay, let me, let me start from the beginning because I think that the addition of Von Bell is what is going to tie all this together. I agree. Evero is going to want to have nickel packages as the dominant defensive structure that we run out of. Right. Mm-hmm. That means three safeties essentially because of the fact that Jeremy Chin will be considered a safety and he is going to be our nickel, our big nickel. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only way that Chin is able to play that role, which he's going to is because you have two starting quality safeties mm-hmm. and that's Von Bell and Xavier Woods. Now where Xavier Woods will benefit greatly from the Von Bell edition. He doesn't have to pick up slack from that yeah. other safety. That that that's Sorry, kind Jeremy. of where I think the context has to yeah right. That's where I think that, that that's where I think that context is a little bit important though because I think that he was being tasked with more than just right. playing his one responsibility. Yeah, and that doesn't mean just as coverage or just as run support. That means being able to focus on the responsibility for his alignment at that specific play call. Yeah, 
I think that he always had a 1A and 1B responsibility last year because they knew that there were deficiencies that they were going to ask him to kind of pick up the slack for without dropping his own responsibilities. That's a lot to ask of an individual player, especially when you're the backline player. Mm -hmm. Um, Von Bell will help with that tremendously. I think that it will just be smarter football. I think that it will be in better position football. And some of his issues, I think, came from having to cover so much ground that it just made his job way more difficult than it needs to be. I think that this safety unit is going to be a strength of this team this year. Yeah, I think that Von Bell is incredible. If you know anything about my feelings on Von Bell, I don't have to go into it anymore. I mean, he's he's literally like Von one Bell of my is your DJ Chark. He kind of is, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> real high on Von Bell, um, but I think that he helps Xavier Woods out a lot. I think that Jeremy Chin gets to rove and do his thing. I think that Chin is going to have an awesome year. I heard Evro talking today after practice about how he's just a weapon, and he's not going to disclose necessarily about usage, but that he's just really excited about how he's going to yeah, use. Yeah, they'll him. figure it out. Yep. And then if our corners are healthy, and that's the other part too, is you're talking about he was playing that back line with second string corners. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, his supporting cast around him was just very different than what I think we initially thought it would be. And we were still running defense from Phil Snow, then Al Holcomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, There's just some things that I think have to be contextualized. And then when we come into this year, if he starts to struggle, if we see – visible struggles on film as opposed to just like stats and grades then yes i think that we have the depth with the jamie robinson and von bell and jeremy chin and sam franklin to an extent i mean even he looked a little bit like he progressed on the defensive side as opposed to just special teams Mm -hmm. um i think that you can say hey maybe they make a move in season and see what they have somewhere else maybe jamie comes along a lot in practice It's nice to have that option because I don't think that that was there last year. I think that Xavier Woods was asked to do everything last yeah. year as a safety. And that's and that's an what you just touched on is like super important because everybody wants us to spend this cap space that we have right. on right. whoever. If they like who they have, uh-huh. you can make all kinds of moves now, right? So you can you can bring a free agent in. You can. Um, trade and bring in a big contract that somebody's trying to offload right whatever you need to do you can do it with the, with that cap space that you built and you can use it to front load someone like burns's extension so right. you don't have to take on that dead cap later on it's, so it's about continuing to develop the players on your roster if you right. like them yeah and 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 why don't you, why wouldn't anybody? So I heard I was um, I was listening to the. Um, sorry, I know we're over what, what our, our goal is, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> so I, I listened to the uh, Charlotte Observer, and Mike K wasn't on, but Mike K has sort of the same feelings. Um, and uh, crap, it's one of the guys that have been there forever. Um, I, I wish Scott I, Fowler. Scott, uh, yeah, I think it was Scott Fowler. Yeah, I think and Langston talking- Langston Wirtz is the host. Um, and then I think it was Scott Fowler was on this last recent one. Yeah, yeah, it was Scott Fowler, uh, the one that came out yesterday or like, like yeah, processing day and a half blue. Ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so he was talking about how what we would think of the team, and he was like, I can see somewhere between six wins and ten wins, and he's like, um, it's not the most untalented uh, team, but it's not the most uh, talented team I've seen. Yeah. And I was I think they were just talking thinking, about Bucky Brooks saying that we would win the NFC South, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He was yeah, giving yeah, his yeah. opinion on that, and yeah. he was like, he kind of like laughed it off, like "we'll see" kind of thing. I just want him to tell me. Right. I've been watching the Panthers my entire life. What team was more talented as an entire group than this team? Right. Is there offensive one? line depth? You know, you've got the star pass rusher and Brian Burns. You've got great inside linebackers. 
You've got a really good safety now. You've got a premier corner. Then on offense, you've got Thielen and Shark. You've got Hurst. You've got Miles Sanders. And then if you've got this prodigy quarterback, you're right. From a complete roster standpoint, why are we sitting here, especially with local coverage and stuff, right? People that have yeah. been around all these other teams. Why are we trying to downplay this? Like, lean into yeah. it, man. We should feel really good about this. Yeah, like, go even, even go, like if you, if you want to go, like, just talent, right? So we have a two-time Pro Bowler at Adam Thielen. You got a Pro Bowler at uh, at um, at uh, um, running back. You got a Pro Bowler yep. at the other side of the receiver in DJ DJ Chark. You have two second-round picks. You have first uh, round. What did it could go seventh uh, overall? Six. You have, yeah. Six. You have first overall pick in uh, in uh, Price. Uh, Price Young. You got the other side of the field. First rounder in Derek Brown. First rounder in Brian Burns. You got first rounder in Shaq Thompson. You first got rounder first rounder Horn. in J.C. Horn. Like. What are you talking about? Yeah. This isn't the most talented roster that you've seen. I know we've had more talented players. Julius Peppers is amazing. Cam's amazing. Luke Keighley's amazing. We've sure. had amazing, amazing, talented players. But I haven't seen – you're talking about that uh, Delholm roster was right. more talented right. than this one? Hell yep. no. This, the, the, the 2015 roster roster as a whole more talented than this right. one? Hell no. Right. So it's so wild to me that it gets last laughed off as – yeah, it's not like the most talented roster I've seen, but you know, it's not the least talented. We don't, we don't roster. have the household brand names that everybody knows about, and that's that's also just a byproduct of us being a bad team the past few years. Yeah. We've drafted good players and have had coaches that couldn't do a damn thing with them. Yeah, we've got the talent now. Look, if we can't do anything with them again, maybe we're talking about having to overhaul a whole big portion of this roster. But yeah. I think, and I think that you're agreeing with me on this, and most most like in the no fans that I've had conversations with agree on this, this talent is going to start to shine through with this coaching has staff. Has to. Like, has to. Yeah. They, and they ain't stupid. Everyone right. ain't stupid. Thomas Brown nope. ain't stupid. They want to be coaches. They want to be head yep. coaches. They ain't go look at, look at the two, look, <laughs> I did, uh, I did my 32 for 30, uh, 32 and 32. And I touched on the Cardinals. Look who they got as their yeah, assistant roster. coaches. Right. No, just as their coaches. Cause, oh yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. people ain't going to go, uh, and, and and Brian Flores was like, ah, nah, I'm not, I'm not taking this, I'm not taking this coaching right. job. I don't want this. I'll go to Minnesota. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I saw what you, I saw what you guys did. What was done to me in Miami? I, ain't, I, yeah. I, ain't touched, I saw what you guys did with Lovey Smith and and, right. and Texas. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. Right. They're not stupid. They yep. know this is a freaking talented roster, and it just it, it was like it's bo- an opportunity. Bo- it like man. boiled my blood a little bit to hear them say yep. that oh, this isn't yep. a talented roster. Yeah, I, I won't dive into that whole <laughs> podcast with Fowler. I, I, I respect the hell out of Scott Fowler. He's been around yeah. for a really long time, man. He's a staple in Charlotte. Uh, I like everything coverage. else. Everything else yeah. he said except for yeah. that, and I was like, "What are you talking?" Yeah, I mean, I came up on Scott Fowler and Rick Bonnell stuff yeah. my I entire life in the Observer. So, I mean, I, nothing but respect for him. But on that last one, it seemed a little bit like feeding into a national narrative when yeah. local coverage has got to be a little bit more in tune, right? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Sorry. That, I, that rant made us go way too long, but if yep. anybody stayed and listened to it, thanks guys. Um, Appreciate you. But uh, we'll go ahead. We'll, we'll end it right here. We, I think we got some good stuff in today. I'm glad we're talking about other guys that, you know, you know, we don't always get to talk on and this yeah. is the time I think we can do it. Yeah. It's nice um, to touch on the secondary players. That's good. Yeah, and then uh, your yep. article touches on these as well. So if yep. you didn't get enough here, go and yep. read the article. Um, and uh, next time we'll we'll come back because we're leading into Jets. That's right. And I will and be going. back in Spartanburg for the joint practices. Yeah. Yep. All right, cool, man. Uh, we'll, uh, so we'll probably get that out on Sunday, maybe possibly 
probably. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, I don't want to keep on vamping. Uh, we'll see you next time. Keep pounding. Keep pounding.